Welcome to Build with Rob. It is your boy, Rob Deerdeck. Today's episode, we got an amazing entrepreneur. Uh, has a company called Balloon, Amanda Greenberg. And Balloon is this super unique software uh, that essentially helps companies collaborate without groupthink, right? Essentially having, you know, the ability to hear from every single person in the company through what they call flights or little programs that they create. This is somebody that I know and have partnered with. I actually met uh, Amanda through another friend of mine, uh, introduced me to her about creating a flight is what they refer to it on, on balloon, getballoon.com, where it is sort of, you know, a lot of my philosophy of building business and different, uh, sort of aspects of that. But, you know, today's conversation is super interesting because it's really, for me as someone that's even partnered with her and, and been a part of the the company itself, you know, it had me really thinking about the value proposition of how they present uh, their business. And and one of the things that they really, really talk about with their business is reducing meeting times by 70%. But for me, I look at their business and it has so much more value than that. It's actually creating these super high impact meetings as opposed to reducing the time of meetings, you know, and and that's a nuance, right? It's a nuance on how you would describe what the core value of your product or services when you're talking to potential consumers. And and for me, it's something that, you know, we are always hunting at the Deer Deck Machine with all of our portfolio companies, right? It's it, you you set out on a vision for how you expect a company to work and what the value proposition of the product is. And you've already established that it's unique in white space and here's who it's going to serve and all of that. Um, but as you get into market and begin to evolve the way that you see your business and its value to the customer begins to change based off of who's buying it and why they're buying it, you know? And for me, you know, I think I think what we've gone through with MindRight uh, is a really good example of that. You know, I think you know we developed uh, MindRight as this amazing, um, you know, better for you, functional superfood brand that delivered on uh, brain health and brain nutrition uh, as it related uh, to adaptogens and nootropics and all this stuff. Right. And, and, you know, as we were doing the testing and, and evolving and creating the brand, you know, we really began to see a little bit of pushback from the testings of the word nootropic of feeling like a little bit too, um, a little bit too clinical, if you will, um, versus the value prop of mood. Right. And we made the decision, we're going to change this thing. We're going to change it. Uh, it's not going to be, um, you know, a nootropic superfood. It's going to be good mood superfood because everybody loved this idea of it uh, enhanced your mood um, and gave you focus and energy. And mood, mood, mood was this big, big thing that people looked at as it related to the product. And And for us, you know, again, I get a little sheepish because you can go back to the episode that me and Chris Bernie Bernard did about how we created MindRight and kind of hear the process and how proud of the word good mood superfood made me feel when he came up with it and I validated it. And, you know, this is this is about the game, right? Because as you're building and creating a business, you are continually evolving it. 
you know, and for us, we went through this amazing process to, to create the business and build the brand and test our way to good mood, superfood. But when we got out into the market over the last year, man, it didn't stick as hard as we thought, you know, certainly not as hard as I thought. And, and man, it's, it's, it's how it goes, you know, like you're so confident, especially before you get a product into market, because, you know, uh, that's just how it goes. You feel amazing up until the market tells you how amazing it is. Uh, and this is one of those that I'm a little sheepish to talk about uh, and a little bit a little bit bummed because we had to move on from good mood superfood. And, and because, you know, the, the truth was is we actually overcorrected, right? Like we were a little bit too concerned about uh, nootropics feeling a little bit too clinical and scaring people away uh, as we were kind of, you know, trying to understand the value proposition of, of nootropics and adaptogens with our, which are also, you know, mood, focus and energy, uh, but also, you know, long-term brain health. And we kind of pushed away from brain health and and really evolve the business's core value proposition as a, a really highly nutritious, good for you bar that provides uh, mood, energy, and focus. Right? We we even kind of moved into that in the beginning as we started to see that good mood superfood was a little bit confusing because it didn't tie back to the innovation in the product, you know in the process of brand creation, you know, you lock in on certain ideas and they're so right. Even as I'm saying this right now, I'm like, I'm like, I don't even know. I spoke so confidently on this show about good mood superfood a year ago. And like, now I'm like, why did we even do that? And it's a testament to the evolution of creating a brand, creating your brand story and the nuance of value proposition. And I think even as the the we began to grow the business and introduce different products, you know, that weren't necessarily quite the same, you know, our coffee enhancer, our our energy mix, and soon our pop chip, it's like, okay, what 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 are we actually uh, delivering as a whole value proposition to our consumers? And it's ultimately it's nutrition for your mind. Right. And that's what we kind of realized, like, man, this is nutritious, better for you, high quality products that happen to have all these supplements that are nootropics and adaptogens and all these different things that basically give you all these benefits to help you think clear, have more energy, uh, long term brain health, all of these different things. And what we realized is, okay, if nootropic superfood was too specific and clinical, good mood superfood was like a little bit too vague and un didn't make a sense for the com- the consumer, if you will, versus landing on nutrition for your mind. And now, you know, it, you can begin to see how it, it shapes into this much more clear, purposeful uh 
value prop that you as a consumer, when you look at it and grab the bar, mind right, and see all the ingredients and see nutrition for your mind, it's like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Now I understand that this is a super uh, high quality, nutritious bar that also uh, has stuff to support brain health, which in turn is giving more than just a regular bar that's giving me energy. It's now giving me supplements for my brain, brain support, brain health support, and ultimately uh, energy and focus because of those ingredients, you know, and it's a nuance, you know, and, and I, I, I only say it to, to everybody that owns a company, you know, it's like, Never stop refining how you say your value proposition in a unique, simple way, right? Because when you truly have a special product, you are able to describe what it does and what it serves to you as as the, the consumer in a really simple way. I think a lot of times... You know, you know, especially in innovative products and different products, you're constantly trying to either come up with a really um, branded, unique way of saying it or a super technical way. Uh, and some and depending on the product, it may be right for that particular product. But but I implore to everybody that has a business, you want to be able to if you cannot describe it in a simple, easy way, then keep keep trying to refine it over and over until at some point you can pop up with this unique to you, simple value proposition that's completely understandable to the consumer. I think um, you never stop hunting it and never stop evolving it uh, because when you finally get it right, it's, it's another magical piece of product market fit. So think about that, entrepreneurs. And look, let's, let's get into it. You know what we love to do down here? Uh, we love to, to speak to entrepreneurs, hear their business vision, hear their life vision. Uh, and, and again, you want to be a part of this show, uh, go to DeerDeckMachine.com. You want to become a machinist, be part of our consumer collaborators. You can do that that there as well. Uh, you listen to the show, like, subscribe, wherever you are. Uh, be a part of our world. You know what we love to do down here. It's just the passion for systematically fusing art, science, and magic. All right. Without further ado, let's bring on Amanda Greenberg. Amanda Greenberg, welcome to Build with Rob. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited about this. Uh, look, I'm I'm glad. You know, we are collaborators. Uh, you have an Art. incredible business called Balloon that I am. Uh, I have in fact collaborated with you on. Uh, I would love for you to share with the listeners the vision uh, that you have as the co-founder and creator of Balloon. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to. So before founding Balloon, I was a public health researcher. And it was really in that role and in that work that I discovered that our business tools and processes, so meetings, email, Slack, surveys, focus groups, et cetera, et cetera, just don't address the way our brains actually work in groups. So how we as humans best operate, collaborate, uh, make decisions. And what they don't account for, of course, are louder, more senior voices, extroverted voices, dominating conversations, People holding back like best ideas, most valuable, authentic feedback because of a fear, fear of failure, fear of judgment, and then just uninformed leadership. Like leaders just don't know what they don't know and they don't know how to get it. And 
All of this is, of course, very costly to a company. Cost companies billions in horrible decision-making, stalled innovation, tons of wasted time. Um, and so we became obsessed with this problem. Doven built Balloon, which is a simple horizontal platform that unlocks ideas, feedback, and insights from a group or team or company by eliminating groupthink and other costly cognitive biases from collaboration, and at the same time, amplifying unheard voices and doing it in fastest, most efficient way possible. And so as Balloon, as a as sort of the flights and sort of the, the core value proposition, if you will, to companies, when you say it reduces meeting time by 70%, where does that, where does that reduction come from? Yeah, it can come from an individual meeting. Um, so you could replace a whole meeting or a series of meetings on Balloon in a single, what we call a flight, which is a time box collaborative flow. If you think about a meeting, one person can talk at a time. So with Balloon, you're going to get everyone's ideas, everyone's feedback at the same time. So obviously, you wouldn't be able to collect all of that in a meeting. We've looked across our customers and measured meeting replacement time, um, given number of people in the meeting, number of things shared, um, done a lot of testing between Balloon or maybe a focus group or a retrospective or a strategic planning session, um, whatever those things are, uh, to look at that kind of meeting reduction um, using Balloon. Okay, so so hit me with your question, right? Like I, I would, I'm super yeah. curious to to because I think it trails into like my the way I view Balloon is pretty similar to this question that you asked as, as it being kind of uh, potentially problematic, but I'd love to, to hear your question. Okay. Awesome. The On business? Yeah. Business question. Okay. So obviously focus really critically important for um, growing a company. You have opportunities all the time coming left and right. Um, and my question was actually inspired by one of your balloon templates around um, position for growth opportunities. So my question is, how do you allow space for spontaneity um, and allow for opportunities that come? And how do you weave those in? How do you weigh them? How do you prioritize them? You know, and, and, and let me just ask you this first. Like, do you feel... Uh, like you have a winning flight or a winning sort of category inside your existing, all your offerings, like, or it, are you still trying to find like, what are the core uses of the product right now? Yeah, I think we have winning, winning offerings. Um, you know, we have a set of really powerful use cases that we see across our customers, um, meeting replacement management, innovation ideation, retrospectives planning. Um, so whenever you're bringing that group together, how do you improve those discussions? Yeah, but so those three discussions that you said right there, those, those are the things that are general and apply to every single business, right? And as, as honored as I am to have a flight, like I look at like doing a deal with me as almost like where it's like, hey, here's an opportunity. Perhaps we can bring in people from his audience. But but like when I look at like how I fit into the picture, how I would ultimately support it, it ends up being one of those things like, hey, is it like focusing on growing the core of what's working? Right. Like is and as as sort of like a shiny object celebrity that like, uh, you know, could could be a pride of part of being awareness when, when you when you connect with with something like what we did now of course i have to tell you it was outside of so for me even when i'm looking at priorities and do i have time to engage and do anything and as you knew through our process i was like 
hey, I think you're brilliant. This is an amazing idea. I don't have time to like deal with it. I don't have time to kind of manage it. But as a testament to your brilliance and how truly talented and gifted you are, the quality of the work that you sent back to me was so high quality that I'm like, okay, no, no, no. I got to, I, let me follow through with, I gassed you up. Like, you know, that's, that's what I, I just want, you know, to you to ultimately understand that it really was ha- the quality of the work that you've done. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it done that well in so many areas that I that I hire people to do that in as well as you just did it in one weekend for me. So, but I still look at it as not a priority, right? It's like when I look at the business, man, it's like your like is your value proposition like meeting reduction or is it ultimately group think? Right. And and basically uh, or, you know, collaborating without the group think. Right. So that you can make sure that you get the very best ideas. And then to me, like when I think about it, it's just my instincts now. I it's the idea of these bigger ideas that matter for the company that are super impactful that then you basically take away like these sort of key uh, initiatives that you will now go and build all of your planning and all of your further meetings and your breakouts is what I think is like this much more special sort of like value proposition that you've created with the product. But, but it's Mm -hmm. still, sort of sold like if you go to the website it's it touches on okay groupthink can really jam things up but it's it 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 jumps right over to reduce meeting time versus like you know in my opinion what you've created basically by eliminating groupthink and having this very focused sort of like ideation that allows everybody to have input, it's actually, you're actually increasing the impact of your meeting by 150% rather than, rather than reducing meeting time. You know what I mean? How do you, when I say that to you, what do you think? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, we are focused on doing things really efficiently, but even more importantly is the quality of the insights and the ideas and the feedback that are being unlocked. So our bigger vision is to unlock that unreachable data set, right? What's in people's minds right now that can't come out because there's not space for it or there's fears or there's different, you know, anchoring bias, hippo, halo bias, et cetera, et cetera, um, that get in the way. What I think um, companies are really interested in though, is how do you build that into an everyday process. You know, where are we missing continuous opportunities to unlock the magic and the best things? And so sometimes, you know, ideation and innovation might be thought of as separate. So what we want to do is bring that magic into everything, into a retrospective, into product feature prioritization. We, of course, have, you know, bigger picture flight templates on Balloon, you know, authored by Adam Grant and Ariana Huffington that are really kind of greenfield um, pieces. But but do, hey, do people interact with that as it relates to your core base? How often do they interact with these like thought leaders templates versus the core templates? Yeah. So we have 160 templates. 
partnered with 50 plus leaders. We also have customer created templates and then people can create their own as well. About 60 to 70% of flights on balloon start with expert created templates. So they might be customized or tweaked or refined to fit a company's need. But that foundation and solving that like blank page challenge and also building credibility. So when someone's bringing our product into the company as a champion, when they see, see, hey, this is Rob's template, they immediately have more credibility as a leader to their team or to their company. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I I'm still look at, you know, I, I appreciate it. I love my flights. Um, I like, love I love being a part of it. You know what I mean? Even when I, I go back and read it at the way it's even written, even, even on a uh, get balloon.com, I'm, I'm on the blog where it's like, even the way you wrote it is like, ah, it's just so nice. And I, I again, a testament to the quality that you guys do, the quality of work, um, that, that you've created here. But I, I do, I do look at like, man, like these core big ideas that move companies forward um, is just this much bigger, more sound value proposition that can make an impact on the smallest to uh, the biggest company. And even even almost potentially even rather than just the subscription model um, to uh, monthly at 79 or yearly at 59 and having like these single one-off buy this one like innovation flight to where like right. you could just get that information out for 99, 59, whatever it is like. And then those become more viral with leaders of like, hey, if you're about to kick off a new product, you should you should go to get balloon and get this flight of like product innovation so that everybody can feed in without, you know, it's like, you know, when, when I see the the opportunity to get a little bit more clear inside what the product value is and what what's even offering that that's what i really see is like a lot of potential as opposed to the expert flights if you will mm -hmm. they're more like yeah. they're more exercise based and enjoy like and and kind of collaborate with to for growth as opposed to like the much more deeply tactical side that's more general you know what i mean Okay, look, yeah, as we like that. to do on this show, I want to okay. hear your life vision. You know what I mean? For okay. as, as smart as you are, your life okay. vision, I believe, has to have, have some sort of clear direction. Yeah, I think it does. I mean, I feel like I'm living it or I'm on the path of it. You know, I want a big life. Uh, I love testing the boundaries of what I can do. I'm not happy in a day if I'm not pushing myself to try something, really seeing what I can do, testing those limits. I want to keep all the promises I made to myself as a child um, and ultimately to build, to build businesses, to build value, to build legacy, um, to contribute and give back. I feel like I have been given so much, really, really lucky. Um, and I think most importantly to show my children that they can do whatever they want to do in this world. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the vision. Oh man, it's beautiful. I knew you'd have a good one. You're man. I don't, you're like a creative writer too. Like you're man. And you, you, I, I love that. And, 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 you know, for me, tell me, tell me quickly before you hit me with the question, how does, where is balloon in your long-term vision? Like, is it a build to sell? Like, is it a 20 year? Like, what is the business to you in your long-term vision? 
Yeah, I mean, we are building a category creating defining company. Um, and so, you know, I won't stop until that that vision is fully realized. You know, we want to be used by every team, every company in the world. Um, you know, this is, I think, the largest untapped opportunity in the workplace. And so I think I'll know, you know, when is the right time, but I feel like we're still just getting started. There's so much we want to build and create in this space um, and really define the future of work in that way. Love it. Love it. Hit me, hit me with that life question. Okay. I'm excited about this one, yeah. Rob. I think you're, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to hear what you say. So when we first talked, I was very struck by how deliberately, purposefully you live your life. So my question is, what have you realized about life that you think that most people are missing? And how did you make that realization? You know, look, I it, because we did share a lot of information and I really talked you through my how I operate my existence to kind of give you a further insight to the, you know, the the way and the life of intention that I live. But, you know, I, I would have said a few years ago, it's like, man, it's really about starting at the end, right? Defining like what are the outcomes that you want and creating a pathway to get to them, right? And I still think that that stand, stands true. You know what I mean? Like most people build what they want out of a career, out of a job, maybe health, you know what I mean? But they don't, they don't build it for all aspects of their existence and then connect that back to their time. Then treat it not about hitting goals, but perpetually hitting goals that are continually evolving while you're evolving. Right. I think that's the greatest unlock that I've discovered over the last few years of starting first of designing all aspects of my existence and then beginning to uh, set goals in each of those and then then expanding into those goals, because, you know, there's no different when you start a company. Like it's so much different than what you thought it was going to be, even if you hit a goal, it, you know, and then like, and by the time you get close to the goal, you already realize like, man, we've got to change the way we're even doing this in the first place. We actually want to do this and get to here, right? That's should be the same way or what I really discovered with my life is that, yes, I started with designing the life that I wanted and broke it up, broke it into like, um, you know, goals that I had for my health, my mental health, financial career, relationships, free time. But then I uh, set those goals balanced and designed my time with those six different systems. And then I evolved into them over time. And I think that it's that evolution. If you really look at yourself as an evolutionary being and you just want to get better and better and better at mastering yourself, your energy, your time and your mind share, right? Time, energy and capacity as I, as I say it, because I think, you know, for entrepreneurs, regardless of the education, regardless of whether it's a first time venture or the 10th venture, you, 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 you always put everything into the idea, thinking the idea and the company is going to be the answer for the life. You know what I mean? Rather than, than ultimately knowing you've got to have harmony and balance in your existence to have the right quality of mind share and quality of energy to make the right decisions to be able to get your company to grow and evolve and constantly adapt 
uh, to the ever-changing world that's growing and evolving around it in order to find the success that you want, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's it's when you design your life integrated into both of those and they both grow, then you grow into a successful company and a successful life, right? Which is ultimately mm-hmm. what the goal is, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, are I you going to do this? Do you live your life that way? I feel like you do. I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. You know, like, do you enjoy every day and feel that you are balanced and you've done the right thing of taking care of uh, your sort of core value as it relates to to who you want to be and grow into, but also the time you spend with your family and company? Yeah, I think it was, I mean, it was an evolution for me as well. You know, I think when you're first starting the company leads in so many ways, if I had to do it all over again, I would have done it differently. Um, you know, in, in terms of just better incorporation, prioritizing different pieces better. But I think that's, you know, my growth individually as a person and as a leader and that kind of evolution. And I realize now the power of when you can show up fully as your best self and everything, you know, it's like, you know, just staying ready for opportunity. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's that thing that I didn't fully understand, even though I did it with intention Like showing up as your complete self, like completely clear, energized and feeling amazing. The actual impact that that makes on what you're trying to achieve uh, is so underestimated. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, for me, it revealed itself along the way. And it's why it turned into sort of this, this passion of just like, man, like, let me hear your business vision and your life vision. Because I want the world to think about them integrated because your goal, again, is, as you said earlier, is to live a big life, you know, to, to live an extraordinary life through your design and your lens um, rather than uh, just go meeting to meeting to meeting and stressing over raising money and like customers. And then, Lord, oh, oh, I don't even know what show. Should we even keep going? I don't even know. We got to go. Now. You know, like going through the the chaos of. Yeah. Uh, the process, you know what I mean? Without enjoying uh, the difficulties and the insanity that is operating a software startup. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I'm glad we finally got to connect again. Uh, and to everybody out there, go to getballoon.com and get your boy's flight series. It's it's an amazing, she did an amazing job of taking my voice and turning it into to really cool teachable programs. I, I invite everybody to go out there and take a look at it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rob. Appreciate it. So good good. to connect. Great to see you. All right. That is it for our show today. Thank you to each and every one of you that listened to this show, that watched this show, that enjoyed this show. We're all just trying to learn together. Uh, Make sure you like, subscribe, comment wherever you uh, listen or watch this show. And you know what it is. You know, I'm just out here trying to preach the vision trying to preach preach the plan i'm just trying to preach the effort to actually make it realize until next time see it believe it do it